are listening to Smith's Kushti podcast, bringing you current news and views from Germany and across Europe. As everywhere in Europe, we are also observing in Germany an increasing polarization of society in connection with the COVID-19 pandemic, which has also manifested itself in part in anti-gypsyism and racism against Sinti and Roma. We live in times where right parties are gaining more and more power. That's why we have to remember our people and remind the majority to never let anything like that happen again. Welcome, Lacho Divas, or as we British Romney travellers would say, Kushti Divas. Today, you're listening to the very first episode of Smith's Kushti Podcast, bringing you current news and views from Deutschland, Germany and across Europe. My name's Lisa Smith, and I'm going to be hosting this series of podcasts that will explore and connect Romani history, politics and identity with current news and issues. I'm recording this episode from my apartment. On the left of me, I'm looking at a piece of artwork by the great late artist Damien Labasse hanging up on the wall. It gives me a sense of familiarity and a sense that I'm in the centre of a hub of creativity. I moved here back in October as part of the Artichoke Travellers Volunteering Programme with Roma Trial, an organisation working to combat anti-gypsyism. Since then, I've been taking Deutsch lessons and, if nothing else, I've at least perfected the art of asking for a coffee, starting with the most important things first, you know. As part of my project on the Artichoke Travellers Programme, I wanted to launch a podcast because with most of the world under the grip of COVID and us all feeling the effects in some way, I feel like connection and communication feel more important now than probably ever. Since being here, though, the hardest thing has got to be missing my family. Moving from the comfort of my family's rural trailer site in the West Midlands in England, with no neighbours apart from the occasional sheep or cow, to landing smack bang in the middle of New Coin District in Berlin, a city pack full of different cultures, sounds, lights and smells, with people around outside almost 24 hours a day, was a big difference. <laughs> Last night I was standing on the balcony of the apartment and I could see the Berlin Sky Tower in the distance and the hundreds of apartment blocks surrounding mine lit up like little glowing beehives all around me. And that tells me I'm never alone, even if I want to be. I am, though, loving the amount of coffee shops and cafes surrounding me on my doorstep. But because of the pandemic, I know that I'm not really experiencing the real Berlin. But nevertheless, this is my attempt to bring Deutschland to you. You're listening to Smith's Kushti podcast. The news and views in focus today are around the role of remembrance and its relevance in the current political and social climate. I remember standing in Auschwitz concentration camp for the annual Dickenabista Romani Holocaust Youth Commemoration event in 2016 and getting chills as I read a quote on a plaque. Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. A quote by Spanish-American philosopher and writer George Saniatan. On this day in 1945, the concentration camp Auschwitz was liberated. Today is the 27th of January, a remembrance day for Germany and most of the world, for the 6 million European Jews killed, the Sinti and Roma, 
the forced labourers, the prisoners of war left to starve, the people euthanised by the state, the homosexuals, and all those who, for religious, political or simply humanitarian reasons, stood against the nationalist socialist regime. Across the world, we've seen people sharing their experiences of facing COVID and the health, social and economic threats that it's brought with it. However, over the last year, we've also seen it be used as a licence, a licence to unleash racism against stigmatised groups. This could be seen at the national borders as country hurry to separate them from us, and also within countries where there's been an escalation of populist and racist voices intent on blaming groups of people for this pandemic. Remembering the Holocaust has been a state effort in Germany for many years. And awareness around remembrance feels more potent than ever. We've seen in Europe, just as in some other parts of the world, governments' bids to contain the spread of COVID have brought right-wing extremists to the forefront of anti-lockdown protests. In Germany, for example, extremists have attended rallies organised by a mainstream far-right political party and leveraged the pandemic to spread anti-Semitic and racist conspiracy theories. Many of these theories have attributed Jews as the source of the crisis and the reason for the lockdown and blame migrants for being the original carriers of the virus. One rally supported by neo-Nazi groups drew more than 20,000 protesters in August in the German capital to demand an end to coronavirus restrictions, with some protesters comparing their experiences with restrictions and lockdowns to what the Jewish people went through in Nazi Germany. Some demonstrators even took to wearing yellow stars of David or saying that they are like Anne Frank. The International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance body, which fights against anti-Semitism, has also reported that the pandemic has flamed the fires of anti-Roma racism. To find out more, I've decided to speak to a few people in different areas of Germany to get their views on remembrance in the current situation. I first caught up with a Romani activist based in Stuttgart to get her views on the treatment of Roma generally in Europe during the pandemic. My name is Esther Reinhard Bendel. I'm 34 years old. I live in Stuttgart and I'm a makeup artist and activist. In Eastern Europe, for example, like Bulgaria, Slovakia, Romania, Roma people were forced to stay inside their districts, often without access to clean water or medical treatment. There also occurred multiple cases of police violence against Roma. I think remembrance of Holocaust victims is important. We live in times where right parties are gaining more and more power. That's why we have to remember our people and remind the majority to never let anything like that happen again. Doing some research, I found that it's been reported many of the measures Esther mentions are driven by a racist narrative that casts Roma as a collective health and safety threat. The Bulgarian government imposed particular measures including roadblocks and police checkpoints on several Romi neighbourhoods despite no evidence of COVID-19 positive test results there. And across Europe, a range of media outlets have been broadcasting similar narratives, blaming Roma, especially those recently returning from other countries. A Romanian national newspaper also misinformed the public and risked Roma lives by implying that Romani people are immune to the virus, a dangerous idea rooted in the racist assumption of inborn Roma genetic resistance to disease that sounds dangerously close to the rhetoric being used under national socialism. Moving back to Germany, there are no official statistics on the number of Sinti in Roma, whose population is estimated to be around 70,000 to 105,000 persons. 
The studies that exist show that the level of prejudice and stereotypes is high, with 40% of the general population having unfavourable views, and the number of anti-gypsyist crimes in Germany increasing, with Romani organisations assuming a higher number of the ones than being recorded. I had a chat to Jana Mikkelhofer-Eisi, an historian working at the Foundation Monument for the Murdered Jews of Europe in Berlin, to find out more about how COVID is impacting on Roma and Sinti, specifically in Germany. As everywhere in Europe, we are also observing in Germany an increasing polarization of society in connection with the COVID-19 pandemic, which has also manifested itself in part in anti-Gypsyism and racism against Sinti and Roma. For example, in June 2020, a major COVID outbreak occurred in the city of Göttingen in a high-rise building where immigrants, including Roma, lived. The Roma were quickly identified as the culprits for the infection. It was claimed that they had disregarded the prescribed measures with private celebrations. The Roma were placed under general suspicion. There was massive anti-Gypsy ag agitation and draconian measures were taken. Later, it turned out that Roma had not caused the outbreak. Patient Zero was not a member of this community. We had similar cases in Berlin where Roma were also very quickly exposed falsely as culprits for infections in apartment buildings. The houses were strictly cordoned off and I think a similar action against non-Roma is inconceivable. Here, those in charge would have waited very carefully how far to go with restricting freedoms. As a result, the Roma experienced the worst racist hostility. Holding on on the memory of the genocide of the Sinti and Roma of Europe and the Holocaust of the European Jews is important even or especially under the pandemic conditions in 2021. In times like these, some people feel insecure. They express this insecurity with growing anti-democratic impulses. It is therefore particularly important to remember the crimes committed by the National Socialists during World War II. By visualizing what happened between 1933 and 1945, it becomes clear how short the path to a totalitarian system with all its murderous consequences can be in a situation of insecurity. In crisis, many people tend to name guilty parties. In addition to the political allies, alienated minorities always offer themselves as culprits. For them, crisis always means a double burden. Often the crisis itself hits them harder than others. Access to support is made more difficult And at the same time, they experience increasing racism, increasing exclusion, and also increasing violence by individual citizens and also by authorities. Remembering the genocide is a sign of solidarity with those affected, but it must also be a sign of taking responsibility and it must be a commitment to democracy and against racism. The last person I wanted to speak to 
as part of this podcast was a young Romani girl based in Berlin to get her views on remembrance. My name is Estera. I come from Romania. My name is Estera. I am from Romania and I am 18 years old. I've lived in Berlin for the last 10 years. I believe that there are many possibilities for young Roma to get to know more about the Holocaust and to find out that the 27th of January is the Holocaust Remembrance Day. There are many Roma organizations and Roma groups where you can meet and talk about these topics. In school you never talk about this topic and I think that many people in our society do not know about all the victims of the National Socialism. I am also an actress. I am part of the youth group of the project Wir sind hier from Roma Trial and I'm in the girls group Romani Chai from Romani Pen. Romani Chai. I want to say a big thank you to all of our guests who joined us today and discussed the current challenges that we're facing and the role that remembrance plays in creating a better future. In other news in Berlin, the anniversaries of the liberation of the Ravensbrück and Sachsenhausen concentration camps and Brandenburg-Gerdern prison will not be commemorated in public and in the presence of the survivors of relatives because of the pandemic. And instead, they have planned an online program from April to mid-May 2021. You are listening to Smith's Kushti Podcast, bringing you current news and views from Germany and across Europe. You can listen to our podcast on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash Trial. If you're looking for a film to watch today, then head over to Roma Trial's Facebook or Instagram page, where they're premiering the animated short film Memory Boxes, produced by them and the Foundation Memorial to the Murdered Jews of Europe. I recommend you check it out. The story is based on the autobiography The Forgotten Holocaust by Zoni Weiss and describes the long road of coping with the murder of his family that led him all the way to the German parliament, where 10 years ago, on the 27th of January 2011, he was the first Sinti to give a commemoration speech in parliament on this day of remembrance for the victims of National Socialism. And last but not least... Don't forget, if you have any questions for me or about the project, we would love to hear from you. Get in touch on Insta and follow us at artichoke.travelers or at Roma Trial to stay up to date with the latest news and views. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for our next podcast. <laughs>